0: Ultrasound Gel Podcast Ultrasound Gel Podcast Hello and welcome back to the Ultrasound Gel Podcast. Special edition today and a real treat, we get to discuss the Sammy's, the winners of the Sammy's. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about at all, Sammy's is part of SAEM's, the Society of Academic Emergency Medicines. Academy of Emergency Ultrasound. And every year, this academy votes on what they think are the best articles performed by members of this academy, which, while not inclusive of every expert in ultrasound, does have a fair amount of really talented researchers in it. So this is a really cool collection. We just had this meeting in May, and we went through all these cases, and we thought, We should let other people know about all this great research that was voted on some of the best studies of 2020. So we're going to go through each of these seven studies by category and give you just a brief blurb on what this article is about. Some of these you may know, some of these you may not know. We'll have all of the links to these articles in the show notes and our quick takes on them. So let's start it off. Jacob, what's our first category and who won it? So our first category is going to be best case report slash case
1: series, and the winner is a study entitled Transesophageal Echocardiography at the Golden Hour, Identification of Blunt Traumatic Aortic Injuries in the Emergency Department, published in the Journal of Emergency Medicine in September of 2020, and it's the section, uh, of course, called Ultrasound in Emergency Medicine. Uh, It's pretty sweet. Uh, They talk about five cases where uh, transesophageal echo. It's either T or toe, depending on where you live, uh, in case you wanted to know the short version of it. Um, They use it in intubated, unstable trauma patients to help diagnose aortic injuries prior to that CT scan, which is great. That's what it's there for. Now, i'm not going to talk about every single case but there's some really cool images uh, on there where they actually show you know they show intramural hematomas they show a bunch of dissection flaps as well and this is actually a broad range of patients they use um, you know older people they even have a, a peds uh, case there as well so really important stuff and really cool um, kind of the the bottom line, the the take home point of this um, is it's great. Just make sure that you don't delay that CT scan. It's the same thing with you know you don't want to delay uh, pauses in compressions in CPR to get a good ultrasound image. If someone is like ready to go to the CT scanner, don't like delay them going to the gold standard CT scan to get that uh, toe or T uh, into that esophagus.
2: I agree as a trauma quality person it made me like cringe a tiny bit um, just thinking about delays. But I think in potentially areas where if it's multi-casualty and you, or your CT scanner is not working for some reason, um, and even outside of trauma, I think this would be really cool for aortic pathologies. So cool idea. I obviously love all things ultrasound, but especially like getting these patients to the right place, which is definitive care as fast as possible, I think is something just to keep in mind. All right, so the second category we're going to be covering is best cross-sectional research. Automated lung ultrasound B-line assessment using a deep learning algorithm. So this was...
0: Wait, Craig, what journal is this in?
2: Uh, that, yeah, I was going to skip <laughs> over that part.
0: <laughs> Here you go,
1: you ready? It's the IEEE Transactions on Ultrasonics, Ferroelectrics, and Frequency Control.
0: Aye. Aye.
2: <laughs> so their study looked at 400 lung clips and beeline deep learning algorithms compared to expert review, um, both binary, yes, no, and severity, um, how many B-lines zero through four. And deep learning was 93% sensitive and 96% specific compared to the expert with a kappa of 0. 0.88 for the severity. So if the expert thought, oh, those are just a couple of B-lines versus if the expert thought, wow, that's a lot. They had a 56% accuracy between deep learning and the expert. So deep learning is already on a lot of your machines. But I think something we frequently talk about with AI is don't just blindly trust the machine. You also have to correlate clinically and look at the images yourself and know what you're looking for. But this one tells you if you decide just to trust the machine, it's probably okay for beelines. lines
0: Study number three was the winner of best global SONO research. And this article was titled COVID-19 pandemic prompts a paradigm shift in global emergency medicine, Multidirectional Education and Remote Collaboration. This was published in AEM ENT, November 2020. Really great idea. During the pandemic, this Global Emergency Medicine Academy, which is part of SAM, sought to make a new framework for the practice of global health. And they go through all the history of what has traditionally been taught and what new technology brings to the table and how this is changing. So really nice article for this category check it out the bottom line is that global health education is indeed changing and using technologies like remote learning teleultrasound, and other free open access education tools online still definitely some challenges ahead but it's really cool to see how this field is evolving
1: the next category is best research on medical education and training this one's pretty sweet So the winner in this category is entitled Differences in Gaze Fixation Location and Duration Between Resident and Fellowship Sonographers Interpreting a Focused Assessment with Sonography in Trauma or Fast Exam. This was published in the Academic Emergency Medicine Education and Training Journal in January of 2021. And what they did was they use eye tracking kind of software to analyze the gaze fixation of residents and ultrasound fellowship trained or current fellows as they looked at clips of a fast exam. So they, they basically showed them the clips on a computer and then tracked where their eyes were looking. Which That's is. cool. Yeah, agreed. They determined regions of interest that would be important to identify and calculated how frequently those were viewed. So they basically were trying to figure out where were the resident fellows attendings, where were their eyes looking at when they looked at specific clips. The future is now, you guys.
2: That was like the coolest study. I would yeah. never have thought of doing this, and I'm like, ah. Oh.
0: Yeah, check out the video. We have a link to the technology. You can you can see what they actually use to do the study, and it's really fascinating.
1: Did they have like a cool like uh like 80s VR kind of headset on their eyes when they were looking at? Because that's what I wanted. I didn't see it in the actual study. I, d- I didn't click any of the videos, but
0: it's like a little bar that goes on a on a laptop and can just track your eyes.
2: Oh, that's... I wanted them to wear the guys glasses from Star Wars.
0: This same company makes those too, but. This bar is another way right. they do it.
1: Wait, wait, Craig, did you confuse Star Wars with Star Trek just now?
0: I did. Sorry. Oh, it's I okay. did. It's,
1: it's, it's, it's no problem. It was it was a slip. I, I do it all the time. It's it's no problem.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm also. I think you're talking dead. about I mean, Jordi LaForge,
1: dead. right? You're talking about Jordi LaForge <laughs> in from Maybe. Star Trek. Yeah.
2: I don't. I'm again not that savvy with either of them, so <laughs> I'm I'm unnerding myself right now.
0: Uh, hashtag <laughs> the next generation. <laughs> Number five, best prospective research. This one is familiar to us because we have covered it on this podcast and the ultrasound podcast, Sonogram of Safety. Ultrasound outperforms the fifth intercostal space landmark for tube thoracostomy site selection journal of clinical ultrasound July 2020 really fascinating study where they took ED patients scanned their chest to see where their diaphragm was relative to where you normally will find your mark for a tube thoracostomy or a chest tube and what they were looking at was how often does that diaphragm actually come up above that spot which would then put you at risk for puncturing into the diaphragm, puncturing into your intra-abdominal organs. And they found, interestingly, that it actually was bad 19% of the time, meaning that normal spot where you're going in the fifth intercostal space, mid-axillary, you could potentially be stabbing into your patient's spleen 19% of the time. So Just keep that in mind. This really is like eye-opening, hypothesis-generating that you might wanna use ultrasound before you put in your chest tubes, make sure that you're guiding that safely into the actual thoracic cavity where you wanna go.
1: We called it, you guys, June of 2020. We said this was an important article. It might even win a Sammy. And it did, (laughs) we were right. We cut that part out of the podcast, but yeah, we did say that. We did say it, I remember that clearly that we did that. And that's
0: pretty good. Like one out of 50 of our articles won, so I think that's not, that's not it's, too bad. It's better bad. than most people, so.
2: So next up is best retrospective research. This was Trends in Diagnostic Point of Care Ultrasonography Reimbursement for Medicare Beneficiaries Among the US Emergency Medicine Workforce 2012 to 2016. What a mouthful. That mouthful was published in November 2020 in Annals of Emergency Medicine and blah, blah, it's not great news. So in 2012, we had 0.7% of all providers receiving any emergency medicine reimbursements were reimbursed for ultrasound. It doubled, but still not a great number, to 1.3% in 2016. So it's increasing, but the slope is almost zero. So what we need to see is getting, especially during the time of COVID, like this is so important. This is money we're just leaving on the table. We know you're using this. We know QPath and all these other things are not cheap, but it's super important to be saving and documenting your images so that you can get paid for what you're doing. And it's better for the patient if other people can see what you're doing too. I guess a positive slope, but we want it to be steeper.
0: Come on,
1: US. Number seven, best meta-analysis slash systematic review. And this is what I'm excited about, you guys. The Carotid Ultrasound to Predict Fluid Responsiveness. A systematic review was uh, the winner in this category. Good job, you guys. This was published in the Journal of, of Ultrasound and Medicine in October of 2020. Now, I love Carotid Ultrasound for Fluid Responsiveness, not because it's accurate, but because I really like the concept. We actually did an ultrasound gel on it already, and I want it to be accurate. It's just the studies don't show the numbers that I need. I need numbers in the upper 90s to be able to say for sure that this works to replace cardiac VTI, Um, and I want it to work, especially uh, systolic flow time. I really want that to work because that doesn't have anything to do with the strength of your Doppler signal, which is a big problem with cardiac VTIs as well as uh, carotid uh, VTIs, but The problem here is is it it didn't actually pan out all that well. They included 17 articles on the corrected flow time and change in peak velocity with respiration. Uh, For that corrected flow time, there were variation accuracies. They had low sensitivities and like medium-ish specificities in the 80s and 90s percent. And for change in peak velocity with variation, they had sensitivities and specificities that ranged in the 70s to 80s um, and the reason it's just a systematic review is because it was the results or the studies were too heterogeneous for an actual meta-analysis. So it's cool, but even with this quite large uh, systematic review, it's still not ready to be utilized on patients to actually manage them,
0: which sucks. <laughs> we end on kind of a bummer there. <laughs> but, you know, every time we thank the authors for doing the articles, and I think that these authors in particular need to get a special shout out because it is hard work to do this research. It takes time, it takes money, it takes blood, sweat, and tears to get like a hundred rejections and just keep trying. So we thank them for their persistence and getting this out. Congrats for winning these awards from the Sammys, And of course, this doesn't include like all of the point of care ultrasound articles ever published in 2020 so there are probably a lot of other great articles this is just one best of list that we thought you should be aware of so thanks for joining us for this thanks for always listening and you can always find out more about our podcast at ultrasoundgel.org feel free to talk to us on twitter or email us there until then we'll talk to you later more Preferred. more challenge more <sighs> pressure. More gel. More <laughs> sound <laughs> gel. Podcast. Nailed it.